Hey everyone, Al here. Before we begin tonight's special episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee. It's devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. There's a roast for all tastes. You can order whole bean, coarse and standard grind, espresso. There's even a K-cup option for single cup brewers. And right now you can use a promo code PROTOSTAND for 20% off anything in the store. That's 20% off all coffee and merch. Thank you, Diabolical Coffee and Eric for your support. Now, here's our chat with Drew McLeod. That fresh produce stand there, that's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and we are once again hanging out at the produce stand. Podcast covering everything in the universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this one I refuse to edit. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is lovely Tanya. And online, we don't have Squirrely Matt, unfortunately. He's got, he had uh, the kids over, and he's busy with family stuff. But we do have the very prompt Victor. And joining us this week, he's an award-nominated picture editor. He's worked on such shows as History of a Sitcom, Explaining Things to My Grandfather, Rush R40 Live, Love It or Listed Vacation Homes. But he's here tonight to talk to us about his work on both Letterkenny and Shorzy. Please join me in making some noise for Drew McLeod. Wondrous. Oh my God. I regret nothing. Welcome to the Protestant Drew. How are you guys? Thank you for having me. This we, is awesome. All right. We're well. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm going to start off right off the top to, to kind of talk about how and why we got you on the podcast. I mean, normally I would go, I'd look uh, cast members or, or, or crew members on IMDb and maybe try to find who their agents are and try to connect that way or online, like through social media. But with you, I was at a work meeting of all places and one of my coworkers said, Oh, you do a Letter Kenny podcast. I went to to film school with somebody who edits on that show. I'm like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> can can you connect us? And he said, oh, I could try. I guess you guys hadn't uh, seen each other probably since school, but um, yeah. So here you are. Uh, our our common friend Matt Matt Rove uh, hooked us up, and uh, here you are on the show. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. I mean, small world indeed, right? Yeah. It's funny how you guys didn't cross paths about that earlier that's very cool i feel like he may have mentioned it in passing when we first started with the podcast but now that we you know we got all these inter- interviews under our belt i mean we've had billy buttry on a couple of times uh it never really occurred to us to go behind the scenes and get like like we've had uh, uh danny ellis on she's like the art director right and and, yep. and billy's been on a couple of times director of photography so then we're oh maybe we can't we should get like because a lot of what happens and you're gonna pro- you're gonna tell us about it a lot of what makes Letter Kenny and Shrozy great happens behind the scenes. So we're, we're happy Absolutely, you joined us. Yeah. And, and Plywood is a little bit kind of on both sides. Oh, yeah. It's, well, yeah, actually a couple of guys, right? Plywood was on both sides, but also uh, uh, Trudeau, um, Bradley Trudeau works the a crew. A handful of them. Yeah, yeah Max Buffard works the, uh, the crew as well. Yeah, a bunch of them uh, kind of go on both sides of the camera. Have you ever? Danny Danny as well, Darian. Yeah, the, that's right. Skids as well. Yeah, there's a lot of multi-purpose uh, a lot of multi multi purpose cast in there. Right. Have great. you ever appeared in front of the camera on the shows? 
Oh man, I wish. No? <laughs> I wish. I've been asking Kiso for that for a long time. But oh, yeah? I'm not pretty enough, I don't think. Oh well, I don't know. You yeah. seem pretty, uh, plenty pretty with uh, for me here. But uh, <laughs> thank you. I don't think it's a podcast. <laughs> he should get you at least in one of those bar brawls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I can do stunts. I'm a multi-purpose editor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to start from the beginning and work our way to the shows. First of all, where are you speaking to us from? I am speaking to you from uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Very nice. What, is, uh, like, what part? Like East End, West End? East End, West uh, Downtown, so south. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, just sort of. Down uh, by the water. Down by the water, exactly. I sort nice. of look out onto the uh, Tip Top Taylor building, if you know. Nice, yes. Whereabouts yeah. that is, just sort of Lakeshore Boulevard there. Very cool. Uh, yeah, is, nice. is, is, is uh, Toronto where you're from originally? Yep. Like I said, born and raised. Mm-hmm. I grew up uh, in Scarborough. Okay. So. Sort of right around, right around the corner, maybe twenty minutes from here. But hop, skip, and a jump, and just well, sort of not during rush hour. But not, not during. No, no, nothing. not at all. Yeah, <laughs> a long, a long skip and a jump. But yeah, uh, yeah been here my entire life. I love it here. I was going to say in, Tron- in downtown Toronto, nothing is twenty minutes away. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Hence uh, why I love working at home so much as of late, especially. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, how do you get into editing for TV? Uh, like wh- where did you start? Where, where did your love for it start? You know, I, I've, since I was a kid, you know, I sort of picked up editing when I was 10, 11 years old, um, just sort of as a hobby, you know, windows movie maker kind of thing, throwing some random clips together here and there, how right. any hobby really starts. And, I just kind of stuck with it. You know, I, I enjoy it, obviously. Uh, and um, as I, I sort of like my career professionally sort of started out much like Billy. Mm-hmm. I heard when you guys were interviewing him in uh, commercials. Okay. I also I also sort of started in commercials with a commercial post house as, a, as an assistant editor mm-hmm. and sort of got my hands dirty there. And, and uh, it was there for a good chunk of maybe five, six years out of, uh, school, Humber College, right. where we have that connection with uh, Matt. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've always loved movies and TV, mm-hmm. just the medium of it. Um, right. I, I enjoy commercials too, but you know, like Billy was saying, I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in love with that. I wasn't in love with commercials and that industry. So I sort of took the leap when I when I could. Um, you mentioned earlier that love it or listed vacation homes was sort of my in between my, my sort of link to get me there sure. kind of thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, funny, funny story, not to, not to go too long on this no. question, but the first thing I applied to mm-hmm. uh, when I had joined the the television union and wanted to sort of get in there and get on a job was letter getting. Wow. Right away. Fantastic. Right away. Just a stroke of complete luck. Right. I still can't believe I got to do it because I had joined uh, the union, the mm-hmm. DGC, which is Directors mm-hmm. Guild of Canada, which uh, a lot of us are under. And um, I had just gotten in that week and they send out what's called sort of a hot list, which has, you know, all the productions that are sort of sure. going to camera or wrapping up, blah, blah, blah. So I saw Letterkenny on there, and at the time, I was already a huge fan of the show. Of the of the shorts also, on on YouTube. Well, yeah they they had already had uh, season one under their belt. Oh, okay, point. okay. So you started so I, after. I, okay. Yeah, I had seen season one, but I had mm. also seen the the skits you're referring to right, prior right. to that, and yeah. just I thought it was genius. So I said, "Oh, what the heck!" I sh- I uh, 
shot the post supervisor an email and lo and behold, they were looking for somebody. And so were you still in school it. or were you just coming out of school when that happened? <clears throat> no, I, at, at that time I had been out of school for about six years. Again, I was oh, working okay. in advertising. Oh, you didn't know the commercial right world. out gotcha. of school. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I had left the commercial world, mm-hmm. uh, was sort of working outside uh, that world in reality for maybe, maybe about a year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this came along and again, just a complete stroke of luck. Cause I knew it was a, even a hot commodity back then. Well, let's talk about some of your credits. I mean, the first one here looks like it may have been a school project, the Der Candidat, uh short yeah, film. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a short film. That mm-hmm. was a part of sort of our, I guess you could call it sort of like a thesis project, per right. se, in Humber College, where we had to uh put together a short film. Believe it or not, I was editing that. Okay. And yeah, it uh, looked great. I mean, uh is was it did you it looks like it was shot in Germany, but where where did you actually shoot it? It was shot here. Shot okay. in, in Oshawa. Actually. Oshawa. Well, Oshawa, Germany, what's the difference, right? Yeah, we got it close enough, right? They got a lot of German-looking architecture in Oshawa, I guess. Okay. But, um, that was an interesting, that was a really interesting uh, intro, both to, to like, scripted work right. like of that scale, but also to cut something in a different language was a really I was going to cool say, yeah. And interesting exercise as well. That was yeah. very cool. I imagine I'm, you probably had to sit down with the director or somebody, at least, uh, who knows the language intimately in order to be able to cut it. Right. Cause I, I know at work, like I, I do a lot of podcasting for work and the most frequent question I ask is, can we do any French podcasts? Cause of Quebec. Right. And I, and I'm like, unless somebody's sitting with me to edit, I, uh, you know, <laughs> my grade nine French isn't, isn't going to cut it. Right. So uh, how, how did that work? It, it, it just so happened that, uh, well, obviously the cast, many of the cast, all of the cast members were pretty fluent in mm-hmm. the language. Um, and one of them, uh, especially who played one of the leads were kind enough to sort of do exactly what you just said, sort of hold our hands along the way we would send them cuts and they would either say, oh, this sentence doesn't make sense, but it was, it was pretty close to, you know, what was on the script. So we felt pretty confident that, uh, what was going into the edit was at at the very least correct. Then we had to choose the right take. So it was, it was a very cool exercise for sure. But I mean, there's a difference between editing and like, you don't want you don't cut right at the end of a line. There's some, sometimes you got to wait, you know, you have to feel it out. Right. And if, but if you don't know yeah. language, it's pretty hard to feel that, that part of it out. I'd, I'd imagine. I agree. Yeah. I think generally, I mean, in, in the case of, of, of that short, um, mm-hmm. we knew the beats that we needed to hit, especially closer to the end when we were getting close to lock. I worked with a amazing director, writer, uh, who is still uh, creating amazing things, Yosef Baraki. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he, he was so great along the whole way with, with just, you know, sort of guiding me, but also, you know, as an editor, I think you sort of get a grasp of how things should time out or right. how things should feel, especially in more of a dramatic yeah. piece, like something like that. I guess I should have set off the top uh, Derek candidate. It's a short film set in Nazi Germany, uh, black and white. I mean, beautifully shot. Uh, well done. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm guessing that everyone on the crew were, were they were all students, right? Uh, working on this. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and you can basically watch the whole short film on your website. Correct. Like that's correct. why I saw it. So yeah. 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 It's about 15, 16 minutes. Yeah. It's not very long, but uh, but watch. yeah, a nice uh, like really well shot. Uh, so I you know anyone wants to check that out, what we're talking about right now, that, that would be the one. It uh, looks like the next thing you worked on explaining things to my grandfather. What's that about? 
This was a fun little web series that I sort of got uh, tied up in with uh, Ethan Cole and and Josh Schultz uh, years ago now. Mm. And it, this was sort of a web series that originally started much like Letterkenny started to live on uh, YouTube. Right. And it was it was sort of a web series with uh, Ethan, who is the lead, but also the director writer. He would sit on a couch with his grandfather and they would go through sort of topics of today mm. and you would sort of see the contrast between the generation of then versus now dealing with stuff like tinder and and right uh, right you know all all kinds of you know slang that we were using so it was kind of a fun sort of i guess mirror image of this this young man sitting with his grandfather comparing stories this actually got turned into uh, a cbc gem series oh. uh, called my 90 year old roommate Oh, well, okay. I think I've heard of that. Uh, how long did yeah. that run for? I might have to check that out. Uh, I think they had a, a few seasons, two, three seasons at least. I know there were over mm-hmm. 20 episodes of it. They did really well. I didn't end up working on that, yeah. but um, it was sort of born from this uh, this series that we did yeah. here. So. It kind of reminds but a while back there, there was a bit of a trend where they were taking certain kind of social media accounts and turning them into TV shows. I think, wasn't there one called Stuff My Dad Says that started out as a Twitter account and then ended up being kind of a, they tried to make a sitcom out of it or something like that. I, I have a vague re- it, it recollection. It might have been, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Anyway, so that's kind of what that sounds like. But uh, yeah, it sounds interesting. I'll have to check that out. Uh, we have a lot of, well, we have a few listeners who are huge, huge Rush fans. So uh, the next uh, project I want to talk about, Rush R40 Live. Is yeah. is that the one in, in South America where they're like playing to like 100,000 people or, or whatever? Something ridiculous it, like that? It very well might have, might have been because uh-huh. this, this, was, this was sort of like a, uh, uh, this is when I was working in commercials. I was a, an assistant editor on this, but what a great experience it was. Mm. Uh, this was their final tour. Okay. The R40 tour was one of their final tours. I know it was a big one, so I wouldn't be surprised if what you just said is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was mainly we we cut sort of a concert DVD of their show, two shows in yeah. Toronto, in uh, ACC or Scotiabank the- uh, Scotiabank Arena, okay. ACC at the time. Yeah, but um, it was a really cool experience. We got to go to the show and everything, and we oh, were okay. running around the show with backstage passes. It was a really cool experience. Nice. Yeah, our, our yeah. buddy Adrian probably would love to see if he hasn't seen it already. I'm sure he has. <laughs> He's a yeah. massive Rush fan. So uh, yeah, we I got mean, to, got, sorry, go ahead. With, with that one there, like you're, you're there shooting the fo- you're in, involved in shooting the footage. So are you kind of editing live? Like are you you know switching cameras live, or are you getting all this footage later from however many cameras and and cutting it? Yeah, then? I remember because uh, we were shooting on about. 24, 25 cameras wow. that night, all going at the same time, including GoPros and hmm. all kinds of cranes. It was quite an operation. And uh, But to answer your question, no, none of it was edited on the fly, but right. we were logging all of that material. So you have to imagine it was about a three-hour concert with Jesus. times 25 cameras. It was a lot of stuff. Wow. How do you feel that on, fit that on a hard drive? Wow. <laughs> uh, a very big one. Yeah. And in fact, we had, I remember we had three they were, I think they were 16 terabyte hard drives, all with footage respectively on three of them. And there were three just in case, you know, one went down. Right. And by the end of the project, I remember two of the three drives had gone down. Hmm. So oh, wow. we were very close to losing 
<laughs> the entire thing. It was very nerve wracking, but uh, I can imagine. It. Holy, it was good. Uh, very now, cool experience. Before, so two questions. Before you started working on that project, were you a Rush fan? Not really. No. Oh, okay. No. After you start, uh, after you finished the project, were you a Rush fan? Slightly. Okay. Slightly All right. More. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like when you're inundated with it for mm-hmm. about a month, I think you have Well, no it could have gone either way. It could have been like a huge fan going in and then so sick and tired of Rush by the end of it or Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe a couple songs here yeah. and there. I won't mention which ones, but no. it, it was yeah, it was good. They're good people too. I mean, yeah. we had Getty in the room with us in the in, in the editing room and it was a very he's such a cool guy and it mm-hmm. was it was a great experience just to, from start to finish on that. It was That's very pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, I have a quick, I have a quick rush yeah, story. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we went to the same school as, uh, I, um, well, we, uh, I went to the same high school as, uh, Getty and Alex and they came by the school, uh, when, when I was, I think it was in the 11th grade and Alex taught me how to play closer to the heart. What? Really? So, yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. And he said, and you know, I, I was always sitting in this chair by the music room uh, during lunch, playing my guitar with my friend. And he said, Hey, this, we did the same thing. We hung out here with our long hair and did the same thing you guys are doing. So it was really, really, really cool. And even though it was a very small sample, they were very cool dudes mm. Nice. and are, cool. and are still very cool dudes. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Amazing. All right. Well, this one here, I think Tanya will be a little more interested in love it or listed vacation homes. Uh, <laughs> you edited five episodes of that, but uh, that's, I mean, HGTV is, is definitely a channel that's on a lot in our house. So uh, what was it? I know that's kind of more of the commercial kind of work that you would do, but uh, you know, how was that? Again, like that, that was sort of my segue into scripted. That, that mm-hmm. was, um, I, I wanted to, I wanted to find something that wasn't commercial work, but it was TV work. And right. I landed at uh, uh, the production company's big co-productions. And um, I was on that for just a season of vacation homes. And that was an amazing experience just in the fact to see how a reality TV show is put together in the edit. Quote unquote, uh, reality TV show, right? <laughs> reality, exactly. Quote unquote. It's an astounding amount of work that right. the editors need to do. I can imagine in reality. Yeah. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of footage that's just people working or something and you got to kind of find the interesting stuff, right? Hey, do you choose the music that goes into these? Cause the music is such a big part of keeping the pace. It's the editing, but the music as well. And so like what role kind of do you play in that? Cause that's, you can't just cut music. It has to all work. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a lot of cutting of music, especially in those instances with the, with the acts that you would have. I remember there's a lot of cutting music, but we would get a giant batch of, you know, stock, stock music that we use and sort of toss it into the episode there and, and cut, 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 and get it down and get it down. There were some amazing editors that worked on that show Mm -hmm. and uh, just seeing it firsthand happen from start to finish was a really cool experience just to sort of be watching and seeing that happen. Like seeing something cool. like that, would you ever want to work on something like survivor where, I mean, I can't imagine how much footage you have to wade through on a show like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I, I have to admit since day one, I am still a huge survivor fan. Oh, so yeah? <laughs> as a fan, I would love to work on it, but yeah. as an editor, knowing the technical uh, spe- like what you need to mm. do for it, I wouldn't touch it with a ten foot. <laughs> I mean, I know some of the guys who who work uh, on the Letter Kenny ca- uh, cast, uh, or at least Bradley. Anyway, Bradley Trudeau's worked on Big Brother Canada. Do you ever talk yeah. to him and 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 geek out and say, "What's that like?" Or, or 
No, no. I haven't had the chance to. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the cool amount of footage. The yeah. amount of footage. I know. Footage so much. Yeah, it was with Big Brother. I mean, how many cameras are in that house? Like oh, dozens room. of cameras. And oh. each one shooting like 24 hours a day, I guess. I mean, that's. Yeah. How do you. I, I kill myself yeah. after. <laughs> and that, and, and that's, that's the difference when it comes to the edit of a reality show and, and or a, a documentary mm-hmm. um, is that. And many times the 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 edit determines the story of mm. right the the episode or yeah. the show versus you know a scripted show like Letterkenny where it's it's right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. I like that work. I like that work. I like the sort of paint by numbers right. idea. You know, here's your outline. Here's what we need to hit, and let's and then we'll work from that. Right. I, I I very much enjoy working off a script. In, the, in, in that regard. Well, it makes so sense, that, especially that, the kinds of scripts that you get with Letterkenny. Uh, one last one before we get onto the fun, the, the paid stuff. History of the sitcom. Uh, what, tell us a bit about that. What's, what was that about? That was a great, uh, awesome doc series that I worked on uh, two years ago now, mm-hmm. 2021. And uh, that was uh, with CNN. And it oh. was uh, Cream Productions was the production company that did it. And um, it was exactly what, it, it's called is history of the sitcom from, you know, the very first sitcoms. I love Lucy from the black and white mm-hmm. coming all the way up to today with, you know, um, how I met your mother. And, right, and right. that is definitely not a current, but that's mm-hmm. the, what I came up with right now. <laughs> Sorry, I've been in, a, I've been in a cave for a few years. It's all good. It's all um, good. But you know, what I, and mm-hmm. it was a really cool um, John Ehler directed the series okay. and, Wow. To uh, work with a guy like that who sort of headed the whole operation and from episode one to eight, we sort of see a chronological order of um, sitcoms and how they came to be right up until today. But each episode is sort of themed in terms of uh, what the world was dealing with around then. Oh, yeah. That sounds interesting. Where where can we find that? Is that on Netflix or something or do you know? I do know that it, it, I think it still might air occasionally on CNN. It, mm-hmm. it aired on the CNN channel when it originally aired, but I, sounds I, interesting. I'm sure there's a way to find it somewhere. It's a really great series and yeah. I learned a ton from it. Well, I, I can imagine even just going through that archival footage and, and how do you get, I mean, it would have been from the different networks, right? So you have to get like the rights for all of that. And that must've yeah. been fun. <laughs> yeah. Luckily that doesn't fall to right. posting, mm-hmm. which I, I, very quickly realized you actually have a totally separate entity, which is like a research team that works alongside you. And they're constantly not only reaching out and getting this archival material, but getting the rights to use it. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, uh, the the amount of material that you're bringing in when you're dealing with the entirety of sitcom television is yeah, unbelievable. Huge. Yeah, it was insane. But it must have been a lot of fun to see some of that really old stuff uh, come to life. Ton of yeah, a ton of uh, old archival stuff. Yeah. The, the interviews themselves, I found myself just sitting at the desk, and mm-hmm. the, the the kind of talent that they got to come into these rooms and tell all these industry secrets, and a lot of it, unfortunately, as normally is, is left on the cutting room floor because right. there isn't a space for it, or it just isn't appropriate for the episode or whatever. And I some ma- of the, some I imagine, of the stuff that you hear, yeah, I imagine amazing. sometimes too, it'd be challenging, even just upsampling it to 4k like when you've got like old black and white you know uh small standard definition footage or even worse <laughs> what oh, was yeah. that yeah. did you have to do everything, all that everything is coming from left right and center there's so many different 
sources of material coming pictures and music yeah. and video. So, I mean, it sort of does fall on the post team in the offline stage, but luckily when we get to finishing, which is essentially when we package it for the network, a lot of that work is, is sort of touched up and, and made, made to look pretty. Mm-hmm. So we kind of find ourselves in a, in a really nice sweet spot mm-hmm. with, with the edits because we can send out a, not an ugly product, but it certainly feels like an unfinished product. And then when we see it air, it's like, wow. Right. Wow. Do you ever I'll see take- stuff once it, once it goes to air, do you see stuff and think, or, or do you like watching what you've, what you worked on? Or do you question, oh, I should have done this or, oh, I thought I had this yeah, can, in there. Can like, you enjoy it, watching TV? <laughs> as you said, it made it to the cutting room floor and you're going, oh, I thought I, we had that in there. Like, do you sometimes uh, mistake? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I do find it a little difficult. I, uh, of course, I'm very hard on myself, especially when I'm watching my own stuff. I mean, by the time I'm done cutting an episode of Letterkenny, you know, I've seen the episode 20, 30, 40 times. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't find it funny anymore at that point right. because i've just seen it too much yeah. yeah but then when i've sort of let it go for three four months and then it comes out on christmas day i i we sort of have a a, a routine much like you guys do i'm sure on christmas day we'll just binge the whole season and watch mm-hmm. it yeah. right through mm-hmm. and that's always a lot of fun do and you I feel like i can enjoy it yeah yeah when you watch something are you watching it as an edit or are you watching it to enjoy it or like what do you what do you look for while you're watching uh anything both um it's it, it like you said it, it is very hard uh both me and my wife cuz she works in the industry as well mm. okay. we very often find ourselves uh pausing and either she picks apart something to do with the makeup <laughs> oh no really <laughs> or i do something to do with the edit and we oh, each no consecutively piss each other off because it's like, yes, I saw that. I saw that. Yes, it's good. But an interesting thing I heard, and I can speak to this too. Mm -hmm. um, Anna Kendrick was just recently on hot ones. Mm -hmm. I know it's a little random, but she Mm -hmm. said something that I very much agree with. And she said, she's at this point now where, you know, she can watch a movie and she feels like um, she's picking it apart technically because Mm -hmm. she knows what's happening behind the camera and what's happening behind the scenes. But she finds when she, watches something really good you mm-hmm. kind of forget about that mm-hmm. you know you kind of for, and it kind of goes away and then you almost forget that you're watching a movie or mm-hmm. watching a tv show and that's sort of how i feel there's been a handful of movies and tv shows where in the past i've just actually watched them and then the credits roll and i'm like oh my god okay name some yeah i was gonna ask you so name some movies or, or tv shows where you're like whoa that was that was amazing uh one that i can recently think of is dune Okay. When I went to see Dune in the theaters, I mm-hmm. I was gobsmacked by, you know, I was a fan of the books going into it, but right. just the way it was presented and everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Better Call Saul I've mm-hmm. watched recently. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. I just, we just watched uh, Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, I, I love that. Best Picture nominee. Yeah. Oh my God. That was beautiful. You know, it's yeah. a weird, so quirky, yeah. one of a kind movie. <laughs> And I, I kind of fell into that trap mm-hmm. too, where I just watched it and this, and then it's over. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that that that's it, <laughs> you know. So every now and then, I can actually find myself enjoying okay. something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, at least when it comes to the editing, if you're not noticing an edit happen, whether you work as an editor or not, if you're not sort of, if nothing's jarring, it's yeah. working. Yeah. yeah, that's how I feel. What's your if biggest not- biggest pet peeve mm. that you've seen? Good question. 
that is like, um, it just irks you beyond. Well, I notice when we're, when you're seeing a conversation happen between two people, mm-hmm. uh, usually when you have the reverse angle and somebody's talking and mm-hmm. you have an off screen line where you don't have the person on, mm-hmm. I almost always will catch that the person is not actually speaking in their reverse angle because that's, that's where my eyes go. Typically, oh, I, I don't know why it's a weird thing. So like if somebody's having a conversation and the camera switches to the back know, of the their actor, head, yeah. but they're not saying the lines, but yeah. the person off screen is, but you can see their mouth not moving or mm. it's not in sync oh, with the lines. Yeah. That's a little pet peeve, but I sure. also understand that it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm. I, I know it gets, a, I, I, it, a lot of, it gets away often, mm-hmm. but it's just something that I noticed. That's one thing. Yeah. To, nice. to to build on the, the pet peeve thing, um, what about continuity blunders? Either okay. your own or or others. <laughs> Big time. I mean, I'm I'm a huge stickler for it on on Letterkenny too. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you just gotta let it go, man. You know, like how many how many corpse it, shots have you had to like really finely cut in order to you know cut away from? Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, that Alexander scene from Influenzas, that. Mm-hmm. That's an example right there, you know? Yeah, actually, whenever, somebody, he, whenever he's in a scene, it's bad yeah. news for the rest of the cast. I think somebody on the podcast <laughs> made the point that, because uh, when I saw Squirrely Dan makes a face that I thought was just him acting, but somebody made the point that, oh, it looked like he was about to break, but it just, it, it worked. he used his, his yeah. beer can to yeah. kind of hide his face. <laughs> I did, I, I did hear, I did, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I did hear that on the, on the podcast mm-hmm. when you mentioned that I, I, I'm in the camp that I think he was laughing as Dan okay. in that okay. moment because I, because I've seen K Trev laugh in scenes before. Right. And that's the only reason I think that, but you know, you never yeah. know. But there's you gotta be, know. there's gotta be scenes. Like, I mean, I can't think of any specific ones right now, but where somebody breaks, but it worked in the scene. So you just left it in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we can pull some tricks, you mm-hmm. know, where we can, if we really love it or Jared falls in love with it, we can do a split screen right down the middle and sort of cut the scene in half if we're, if, really? if we're able to. So oh, there's, there's, wow. a, there's some magic. There's yeah. some magic that we we've, we've done in the past to make things work when they necessarily. You have to have a pretty to. static camera scene for that to work though. Right. Or else it's uh yeah. Uh, you'd be surprised. Oh, you'd yeah? be surprised what we can get away with, but it certainly makes things easier. And mm-hmm. we, we do get a lot of that in Letterkenny, as you know. Yeah. So we're pretty lucky on that front. All right. Well, let's, I mean, we're talking about Letterkenny now. So um, you, you say, you know, you, you worked for a few years out of school and then you see this come down the pike for a show called Letterkenny, which you already knew because it was it one or two seasons already been out. Uh, I feel I felt like season one and two might have been shot together, no? Or or did you work they, on season two? No, no, one was shot separate, but okay. I think two was very close behind it. Right. Um, two was the season that I applied to and okay. ended up working on right up until today. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of I was brought on as an assistant editor, right? Um, and again, total stroke of luck. I didn't truly didn't think I would be able to get get this show. Mm-hmm. And this is before I think where Letterkenny really started picking up yeah. in popularity. This mm-hmm. was maybe on the cusp mm-hmm. of, of doing that. So it was really cool to not only get on to a show in scripted television, like I wanted to so quickly, yeah. but to get on a show that I was already a fan of yeah. and still am today. Yeah. Honestly, I'm a huge fan of the show. So I feel, I feel very lucky. I feel 
very gifted to be able to work on something like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. It's very cool. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about how does it work? What's the timing of it? Do you get dailies or, or is, does your work start only after like the last scene is shot and they're, and they've wrapped up in Sudbury and then you get all of the footage uh, at once. Is that how that works? Uh, no, we, okay. we work essentially in tandem okay. with uh, production. So they shoot day one. Mm-hmm. The next day we are getting that day's dailies in the morning, okay. pulling them in and we're cutting right away. So by the time they're wrapping up with the shoot, we're getting pretty close to having finished episodes wow. ready to show. There's maybe a week week or so buffer in there once mm-hmm. they finish shooting. And then um, we sort of get it ready for uh, Jacob, who's the first first set of eyes on it. Right. So are you up in Sudbury when all this is happening or are you working from home and it all, it's all digital now? They just send it to you? All digital. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Since COVID hit, we, we were working out of an office in mm-hmm. Toronto originally, which, you know, it's bittersweet. It was nice to be in an office and collaborate, of course, with, with Kyle, the other editor on the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was just a, it was, it was nice to sort of bounce ideas off each other. We sure. still very much do that, but yeah. it's just, you know, not quite as accessible, but since COVID we've been at home. So that's interesting. So, uh, the first cut has no input from Tierney or, 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 um, Kiso. You're just following the script. You're kind of cutting it the way you think they want it basically. And then, and then you say, and then Jake, uh, Jacob comes in and he's got, he's the one with the first set of eyes on it. He's the first set of eyes on it. Yeah. So Jacob gets the first look. He sort of, uh, does his pass on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then it's getting pretty close to go to Jared after that. And that's where the brunt of the work is happening. Oh, like all the fine cut tuning and stuff happens oh, yeah. with Jared. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, I'm sure you've heard this from multiple, mm-hmm. multiple crew on this show, but Jared knows what he's looking for on this show. Mm-hmm. And that is a good thing. That is a, a good thing for us because there's no question once it gets to him, what, what he wants and what he doesn't want. There's no in between. So it's, it's, it's a good thing. Right. Now we've been up to Sudbury and we've seen like the, the sets and stuff and, and the farmhouse. I imagine they shoot every, they shoot out a sequence. I'm, I'm thinking, right. They shoot all of the farm farmhouse stuff for at one time. And then they shoot all of the, so are you working on like you're working on multiple episodes then as you're getting them, like each day you might be getting multiple scenes from different episodes uh, from the farmhouse, let's say. And now, and you'd have to know where, where like each episode, like which episode they're in. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So typically we'll be working with three or four episodes respectively at a time. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we're just getting a sort of a jumble of scenes based on what they shot the day before. There could be some days where I don't get any material and the other editor does or vice versa. You just get absolutely crapped on with a ton of footage that morning and and it's going to be a busy day. Does it, do you get it already kind of marked up saying, I think this is the right take. This is the right take. Or are you making some of those calls too? I'd say both. Yeah. Uh, the script supervisor does a really great job of giving us uh, what's called circle takes. So mm-hmm. these, and and they're really good with giving us comments that are on set, um, either from Jacob or Jared. You know, it'll it'll sort of be noted next to the take. Right. Love this. Uh, and then sort of captioned with, Jacob said this on the day. So that's usually a good mark to sort of start from. Right. But then, you know, we still look through all the material and and sort of that's the nice thing about our first cut that does end up going to 
to to Jacob is that that's sort of our first crack of the bat before mm-hmm. you know we start noting these things. So right. And 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 what about the soundtrack? Is that pre-scripted as well, or is that part of the editing Most, process? So like for montages, fight scenes. Um, in most cases, uh, the tracks are scripted in in those in in that respect. But when it comes to you know like Modine's background music, we're usually placing those, and we have we have a giant batch of music that we would sort of toss in as background, and you know often they'll get swapped out as we go mm-hmm. um, if Jared wants something else in there or you know. Well, he picks the music, right? So um, does he come to you and say, all right, here's the song I want for this episode for the montage, like, you know, ahead of time? Yeah, usually they're right in the script. Mm, So from from day one, we already know uh, what's going to go in in that place. Um, And again, you know, sometimes it changes due to, you know, licensing issues or anything like that. If it's not working, you know, um, but almost always, especially when it comes to fight scenes and or montages, we, that is in the script that we're reading mm-hmm. weeks prior to shoot. Wow. So yeah, the the slow motion ones, it, where where the timing and the music are just so spot on for yeah. how the 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 beat works and how the camera is is it's just everything is so timed perfectly. I can't imagine doing that without the music. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Right. I mean, I wish I could take credit for a lot of those beats that you're speaking about, but again, it's, it's, it's the genius of Mr. Kiso that, Mm -hmm. uh, that comes through in these scripts because to your point in a lot of these cases where we do have those very specific points, we got to hit, it's like a blueprint in most cases in the script it's 18 seconds. This is where we need to see this mm-hmm. 25 seconds. This is where we need to see this. Wow. So what you end up seeing in the episode is mm-hmm. very, very close to what we started with mm-hmm. in the, in, in those cases, if it's the same song in yeah. that episode, of course, yeah. is it, is it uh, trickier to work on those slow motion scenes than the normal pace? Um, because they seem to love doing those those like real slowdowns, mm-hmm. especially where um, um, the 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 fight was in the bar. You'll have to help me with the episode name which and stuff. One? Which fight? Where, which bar? Where he so meets, oh, yeah. where yeah, he narrowed down. I know, right? Uh, where he meets um, uh, there are the Fricks, and he meets the uh, oh at, um, at, at uh, in um, for the first time at um, oh fuck. Thank you. I should be helping here. Marie Fred. No, or no, the meets- Bossa Nova song that Victor loves so much, the French Bossa Nova song. At, at Lace Heeks, that's, yeah. that's, that's the name of the episode. The, and they, uh, we meet Marie at, Fred for the first at time. At the uh, Buck and Doe. Oh, yeah. that, the, oh, that time. Yes. That, that was a finale, wow. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Finale episode. That whole yeah. seven yeah. minutes of, uh, when, when you saw the script going, what the, f- you want to play the entire song? Like, <laughs> yeah. You, were you like, yeah. what is he thinking? Or, or, well, I didn't. I I didn't actually work on that one, oh, you but I, okay. I I do know. I remember because we were still in an office mm-hmm. when that episode was being worked on, and Kyle Martin, the episode, uh, the editor that worked on that. I remember. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little scary when you see. Oh my God, we're using the full song here. Mm-hmm. Is this and it's not a short song. Run? It's it's a it's lot not of a short <laughs> song. Is this is this going to run too long? Like and how is this going to feel? Once it, yeah. But it still captured your attention, your full attention. Like the it's whole. Beautiful. Yeah. It's one of my it's one of my favorite montages from yeah. Letterkenny. It's you know? absolutely one of the it's, better ones. It's a yeah. great way to end the season 
I, mm-hmm. I remember that very well. The colors are so vibrant. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very, very pretty. But um, talk yeah. about talk mm-hmm. about the colors for a sec, because I mean, Letterkenny especially. We, we'll get we'll talk about Shorzy after, but Letterkenny had a very has a very vivid color palette, right? Very kind of bright greens and reds and stuff. Uh, a few times now that we've interviewed Billy, he he mentions uh, during the coloring process, or I forget what he how he, what he calls it, but there's a I guess a part. A process where you recolor the film or touch it up, or what exactly is that? Correct. So once once the edits are locked, mm-hmm. uh, they're signed off on. This is right through Bell. Everybody's happy. Oh wow! Uh, our job is essentially done as mm-hmm. editors. Mm-hmm. We send out an uncolored, unfinished, essentially episode where it then will go through color. Okay. Well, so they'll do a color pass on it, and that's where um, that's where Billy really gets in there especially oh, yeah? and he's he for the most part sits in on these color sessions and will work with the colorist to get mm. that vibrant look that you're talking about right it's crazy and uh and then it'll go from there to vfx right. um and then we'll we'll mix it mm-hmm. we'll get the all the extra lines and all the you know make it sound pretty okay so the adr and all that stuff uh, that, uh, that happens after the the edit as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, do you ever work with Billy or is it, is, he's not most, directly. No. Um, I had, I had the privilege of meeting him finally mm-hmm. at a, at a rap party. Yeah. Uh, so that was really nice to finally meet him face to face and finally see the know, guy he, who sends you all the, the, the amazing looking footage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was, it was great finally getting to meet him and mm-hmm. talk to him. Um, yeah, he's done such a phenomenal job with both this show and Shorzy, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's great. It's great. And like you said, when the, I, that's another thing that gets me excited about the episodes when they come out is I get to see them all vibrant and pretty. Cause I don't, you know, I, I review them before they go out, but I don't really get to see them on a big screen until you guys do. So that's, right. it's exciting for me too. That's cool. Yeah. It's mind boggling how much goes into it. Like you, the commoner just like throws the TV on and watches an episode. Right. And it's like, yeah. you have no idea all of the, the, work, the yeah. intricate. Yeah. It's it just this just industry. Right. I was talking to somebody about that the other day and it's like, it takes an entire army, you know, a couple hundred people just to wow. put something like this together. And, and, uh, wow. Yeah. You, you know, when, when every department is firing on all cylinders, when mm-hmm. you see something and at least that's how I think, you know, as somebody, that works in the industry, uh, we, you sort of feel it. Like you sort of know, wow, everybody here was just doing tip top work and wow. it, it's a good feeling. It's cool to see. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, different. Well, first of all, so do you spend a lot of time in an editing boot bay with, uh, Jacob or Jared, or is a lot of this done online? Lot, uh, al- almost majority of it's done remotely. Yeah. So we'll, uh, send our edits out and fairly quickly we'll get some notes back address them and then it just becomes back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. as quickly as we can get it done. It usually takes about a month, month and a half to work with them, give or take, uh, on the episodes until we're signed off on. But, uh, yeah, it's almost primarily done through, uh, yeah, just good old Microsoft word, send some notes through and right. send it back. It's, right. it's a, it's a nice way to work for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, unlike a, a live session, like you mentioned, it's, mm-hmm the the pressure's sort of taken off and I can sort of sit with the episode and sure. play around with a few things where sometimes in a session you don't get that luxury. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a little, it's nice this way. Oh, that's the other thing. I want to say. So it's a, 
it's very tightly scripted show. And you say you, you, you edit this, you know, these episodes according to the script. Do you ever get dailies where maybe they did something on the day that wasn't in the script, but they loved it. So they kept it. And you're looking at going, where'd this come from? And, and where do I put this in? You know what I mean? Like, does it happen often or do they really, really stick to that script? Um, I'd say they stick to the script pretty closely, but yeah. there definitely, definitely have been moments in the past where something, whether it be intentional or on by accident, where somebody mm-hmm. does something in the scene and you can see Jared's eyes perk up if he's on camera. But right. there's been a couple of occasions where it's like, I love that. Mm. Please do that again. And, you know, if I if I hear that happening or if it's noted to me, of course, I'm going right. to I'm going to put it in because there's so many in. I think in TV in general, sure. but especially with comedy television, yeah. there's so many happy accidents that happen. Mm. Yeah. Especially if you're working with day. really funny people like Mark forward, exactly. like uh Kate Trevor, like, uh, uh, yeah. Well, all of them, they're all really funny. So that's, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't believe the coach weasel laugh that sort of was born <laughs> right. in the last few seasons. Yeah. I don't think initially when he was supposed to laugh in the script, that he was supposed to laugh like that. Right. <laughs> but he did that. Mm-hmm. And then now it's coach's weasel laugh in <laughs> the script. So it's very clear what Jared's looking for yeah, in, yeah. in that, in that regard, but it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool because, you know, he sort of took it and made it his own. Right. That's just a very small example of it, but there's definitely, definitely been moments where something funny happens and it's like, Ooh, we might be onto something here. So mm-hmm. let's try that again. Or, or even like, even if it's a little moment that I see, I was I just can, about to ask you, have you ever, has it ever gone the other way where it's like, you see something and you go to Jacob and, and Jared and say, look at this, like, this is really funny or, or this is a really cool moment. What do you think of keeping this in or something? Do you ever do that? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. And you know, sometimes rightfully so they get shot down, but sure. I figure it's, it's worth a look. Right. Mm-hmm. It's funny to me at the time. Mm-hmm. Let's try and keep it in. And and maybe it makes it three, four rounds into the edit. And then, then you know, somebody grows tired of it. And it's like, oh, right. we almost got it to the end. Right. But, <laughs> oh, so many, so many funny moments, especially yeah. with uh, with the dicks. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Oh, especially so with that. There's, there's, there's a handful of characters that, for me as an editor, when those dailies come in and I see who's in that scene, mm-hmm. I get giddy because I know there's going to be something very special in these scenes yeah. and something, something probably off script is going to happen and it's going right. to be beautiful. So, so we'll, <laughs> we'll get to, I mean, some of our listener questions uh, talk about those moments. So we'll get to those in a second, but just really quickly with sure. Shorzy. Uh, I mean, Oh, I have one more oh, question yeah, though. Yeah. While, while you're on the blooper yeah, yeah, reel, yeah. do you, do you, uh, like, cause you must see, you see everything, right? You see when, yeah. when people crack and, and when people miss their line or if that ever happens, do you guys yeah. have like a blooper reel started so that we can like oh, yeah. future, future letter Kenny, like fans uh, 10 years. Oh, are you now? talking about the season that just came out? all of them. Like, well, there's a few already on YouTube. They all yeah. live on oh, YouTube. Yeah, there's a bunch oh, on okay. YouTube. Yeah. I never get oh, on the God. internets very often. <laughs> yeah. If, if, <laughs> if you haven't, if you haven't seen them, you're in for a treat. Yeah. I think the past four or five seasons have had blooper mm-hmm. reels put together. Oh, and that's okay. usually sort of a, a make work project for us when we're sort of sitting, waiting for notes from the network at the end of the, at sort of the end of the line. That's yeah. sort of something we take under our wing. Cause we, like you said, we've seen all the footage, so we have a good idea. Mm-hmm. And yeah. usually when we catch good bloopers, we'll save them. 
mm-hmm. and we'll put them aside. And it's like, uh, we're, we're going to need these later. You've got a blue Jared, lo- Jared loves that process too. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Al, when we uh, finish up with this season, we should just start reviewing the blo- blooper reels. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, before, before short shows, two comes out. Oh, that, I love it. That's a great idea. That's I think good. as long as yeah, hopefully there's one for each season. Cause I, I have seen a few, but I feel like those were like the earlier seasons and there aren't too many from the later seasons, but we'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're lots of fun. Uh, Shorzy, I mean, it's a different tone. Um, are you given kind of different direction or instruction or, or what, what, you know, how, how does, how is Shorzy different from Letter Kenny in terms of editing? Well, that was the beautiful thing about jumping into Shorzy. It was really exciting for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, especially, is that it, it was, you know, while it still lived in the Letterkenny verses, I like to say it, mm-hmm. uh, it's the it, it very much. It very much, <laughs> yeah. It very much lives as its own separate entity, right? Um, so we were. It was kind of a. It was a cool opportunity to sort of establish something different, mm-hmm. uh, but still in the same sort of realm as an, a, a Letterkenny, right? You know, so that was a that was a cool opportunity we had just starting something new and fresh. Um, I know Billy, I don't know if he mentioned that, but that was something that we chatted about mm-hmm. was that he, he found it really awesome too, because the look, like you said, a little more gritty, a little more dark and a, yeah. a little, you know, more a lot blues. more blue, yeah. more yeah. blues. Yeah. yeah. A lot more blue, a lot more ice rink, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so that was a really cool opportunity to sort of set a look for something and make it sort of unique to its, to its theme. Mm-hmm. So that was, that, that was, a yeah, that was a really cool thing. And, and to your, to your original question, yeah, we were able to sort of change the pacing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't that sort of rapid fire letter, Kenny, bang, bang, bang that you're used to. Well, I know like in my line of work, there's some, something called a style guide for writing or, or, you know, for that, is there a style guide, you know, that you use for editing or whatever for letter Kenny and, and the different one for Shorzy? Um, not necessarily. No. Uh, certainly nothing that would translate over the script. I think just having worked with Jared for so long now, mm-hmm. um, both me and Kyle, the other editor, we go into these these seasons having a pretty good idea of what he's going to want out of these scenes in right. most cases. Sometimes we're we're surprised and we, we sort of experiment with different things. And that's that's the really great thing about it is we're, we, we still get to collaborate uh, along the way and sort of try different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's what makes these scenes pretty funny at the end of the day. Cause we, right. we do accidentally maybe find some gold in there when we try different combinations and stuff like that. So yeah. Funny and gorgeous. though. like it, for a comedy, it, there is a lot of attention to, to visual detail on both yeah. shows. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking even like the, the episode we're going to review tonight, uh, there's a great shot of where they're behind the truck and the, and there's the moonlight and stuff. What a gorgeous shot. Like <laughs> that, that's oh, not in, a comedy. In yeah. And letter Kenny. Yeah. yeah. It's not a yeah. shot you see in a comedy often. That's, you know, that's something you see, you know, in a drama. It is, <laughs> it is, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, while you, you might sometimes get episodes that are sort of standalone and live on their own, yeah. you do get those sort of heartfelt looks, but also heartfelt script moments, those very rare moments, you know, between maybe Wayne and Wayne and Katie on, right. on uh, international women's day mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. Like you yeah. still do get those very sweet moments where, yeah. So I agree. And Shorzy too, with the, the it's just shot beautifully and yeah. everybody does such a great job on it. So mm-hmm. it's, 
yeah, it's great to work on. So we'll, we'll go on to the listener questions real quick here. We've got like a, only 10 minutes to go. Sorry for keeping you so long, but uh, uh, I'm in, I'm in no hurry. Oh, okay. So our buddy, I'm at home, so. Oh, all right. Well, so are we, our buddy Trollinger, <laughs> he asked, so what's the timeline for editing the episodes? We already talked about that. Um, how much is done as the season is filmed and how much is done well afterwards? So we already talked about that. So you basically work in concert um, mm-hmm. and, and by the time they're done shooting, you, you said that um, you basically have rough cuts of all the episodes. Yeah. The nice thing about working sort of in tandem with production is that we're also able to flag anything that comes in. If we're able to see it quickly mm-hmm. enough, the right. bonus is that we can sort of flag it and say, Oh, I don't know if this is working or, maybe we need to get this again and we'll very lightly, you know, very nicely say, right. You know, maybe we should try this or try that. And sometimes it doesn't always happen, but I think that's the nice part about uh, not being on set and a part of the crew that's shooting is that we, we get the luxury of total clean slate Mm -hmm. comes to us and we have no, we don't know what's coming to us and we just get to see it for the first time. Right. So yeah, it is, it is kind of nice. Our buddy Trace asked, the question. Trace asked, given yeah. the lightning fast shooting schedule, how much coverage do you have to work with? Uh, and are most of the shots cut pre-planned as they shoot? So you, you already mentioned they pretty much stick to the script. Um, but yeah, do you have a lot of extra footage or are they really uh, kind of efficient? If you, if you mean one thing, you should be efficient. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, no. And they are. They mm-hmm. are efficient. I mm-hmm. mean, in, in a lot of cases... Um, it, it really depends. You know, if it's a, it's an, if it's a more ambitious montage where we need to get the, especially the fights, if we need to get that beat, you're, we're going to get more material for that. But if we're, if, if Kiso's happy with what he sees, uh, we're done. And we, right. we know, you know, if it takes two takes, if it takes four takes, right. Uh, once we feel like we've gotten it, that's, that's it. So I wouldn't say there's a ton compared to other shows that I've heard about. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. It's not a ton of material, but right. it's it's enough. It's enough. Do you ever edit uh, parts from different takes to get the perfect take, or uh, that generally doesn't happen? Uh, parts parts from different takes? Yeah. So oh, like, like lines or something? Yeah, like yeah. So when they're trying to kind of, they do a take, like let's say five, six times, and you kind of take some parts from different different to kind of, edit that perfect uh sure sure uh, yeah there's been there's been times where we've stolen you know lines from another take and correct reads where maybe maybe somebody will fumble on a line and we can sort of sort of slide it in there and it'd be very very hard to notice unless you worked on it on the day you know to notice that when it comes out on the day maybe their lips don't quite go Mm -hmm. with the line but it's that's cool it's that's just, that's really only something that I would notice at that, at that point. It's so, it's so finite, but you wouldn't, yeah. uh, you probably wouldn't pick it up, but definitely, definitely cases like that. Yeah. Very cool. So, Oh, I, I want it. So sometimes their, uh, um, word, we call it, um, alphabet, uh, aerobics, aerobics yeah. um, where they are just talking so fast and, and words that you just don't even understand. <laughs> yeah, me, like, me too. <laughs> is it, is it, is it difficult when you like, I guess this goes back to the first question about uh, in a different language. And mm. sometimes it almost sounds like a different language. Is that yeah. hard to cut to go back and forth on the, on the, on the uh, alphabet aerobics? It is, it is, but you'd be surprised at how much of that, fast pace happens in the edit as opposed to the day. I am. I can imagine. Oh, really? Yeah, eh? I can, I can yeah, imagine. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of the, I mean, uh, you know, on the day, 
mm-hmm. with that in mind, um, think think of the uh, the hockey scene at the beginning of uh, Lost Dog, with uh, Riley Jonesy's sp- spewing off all the hockey players with okay. the food and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot a lot of that rapid fire, quick pacing stuff usually happens in the edit. It's almost always tightened mm-hmm. to the point where we have no room. Which right. is wow. which is the which is Letterkenny, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it, that's that's what makes it unique among other things is that it's this rapid fire, just a barrage of wordplay. Has has Letterkenny it. ruined you for editing anything else? Like where a director might say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Can we let oh, lines God. breathe, please?" Like, yeah, <laughs> you get well, that? even even with Shorzy, even right. with Shorzy, I was finding myself getting into that. And mm-hmm. while it may have worked in some some situations. Right. Um, I, yeah, I feel like I'm going to have to retrain my brain when I go to work on something else because yeah. for the past five, six years now, I've just been doing this crazy blistering pace mm-hmm. for lines that like there's I'm no pause to- for the, for the laugh because you'll miss something and yeah. then you have to watch it five more times just to get yeah. every single that's one the of brilliance them. Right? Of it. That's, that's, the brilliance that, of it. That's how they get you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how they get you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you that's, that's, my favorite, uh, that's my favorite cold open of all time, by the way. The, Which the one? Aerobics? Oh, the, the hockey one. Oh, the hockey, oh, the yeah. hockey yeah. menu. Awesome. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, I was listening to the the episode you guys did on that. Um, <laughs> Bless you. Thank you for listening, by the way. Yes. <laughs> no, thank thank you guys. I mean, Tanya, you were so so kind to sort of shout me out on that episode. I, what did I, was I do? Listening to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you you said it as the editor. Something. Yeah. Oh, did I? Yeah, you okay, shouted me out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned that I was coming on the show, and you, that's right. You said, yeah, you said I, I love that Drew guy. He's such a good editor. Like, <laughs> Trust so, me, if you yeah. if you listen back. So over, nice. the, over the last uh, how many? Uh, Did you edit that in? Hundreds <laughs> of episodes. Hundreds of episodes we've yeah. had. Uh, the editing gets called out a lot, uh, so that's oh, why that's when awesome. when I mentioned yeah. that, that you were coming on, a lot of people were like, "Whoa, that's great!" What a you know, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you we've touched on this already, but uh, you know, Trollinger and this is a two parter from Trollinger and Trace. Do you have private a uh, private stash of bloopers to keep for insurance slash blackmail purposes? <laughs> And Trace asks, and may we have them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I don't know if I keep a private stash. Uh, I think they've all made it out into the world by this point, if they're older seasons. But uh, there's certainly some gold that's been that's that's been left out that, you know, yeah. just throughout the years. Sure. That I, just, damn it. We didn't we didn't get it out there. But, you know, it's uh, all, at the end of the day, I mean a lot of the stuff we put together is so finely curated by Jared. And it, again, to echo what I said earlier, it's just, it's so nice to be able to work to, for somebody that, mm-hmm. that knows exactly what they're looking for, especially when it comes to like working with him on Shorzy. That's truly, truly his baby. And you can tell, mm-hmm. yeah. you can tell you can he tell. knows exactly yeah. what he wants. And it, it's, you know, he gives you the reasons as to why he wants it. And it's, it's a good collaboration. It's a really good working relationship we have with him. So. How did you get that relationship with, with Kiso? Like, did you have to meet him and really figure out what, like, what is it that he's trying to capture? Like, how do you get that kind of, um, is it just trial and error and you build on it? Or did you have to study him somehow to, to figure out what is it that's what he's looking for? I think a little bit of both, you know, I mean, a lot of trial and error off the hop. You know, I came into the show, like I said, as an assistant editor. And when uh, eventually in season four, an editor had left the show. So I threw my name in the ring 
you know, not having scripted experience, by the way. So it was a long shot to begin with, but I had thrown my, my hat in the ring and I had to get on calls with Jared, Jacob and Bell at the time. And I remember them asking, saying, so uh, how much uh, TV experience do you have? And my answer was <laughs> none. Um, so, I mean, they took a chance on me, you yeah. know, and I'm so glad they did because, you know, 30 some odd episodes later, almost, you know, here we are. And uh, I'm, I'm so, so, so grateful to be able to work on something like this um, that I truly believe is one of the best Canadian TV oh, shows ever made, absolutely. whether I worked on it or not. I, uh, I'm sure you guys are a little biased as well, but uh, not Victor, you know. but yes, I am. And, and Tanya's gotten, <laughs> gotten there. Uh, no, I, yeah. Hey, Hey, I, I think letter Kenny's great. I'm just a bigger fan of Shorzy. Sure. I think Shorzy's. Fair enough. It's, yeah, it's I get, a, I get that a lot too. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Then they are different shows at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, to your point, Tanya, it, it, it took time to sort of get a hold of what his style was. Um, you watch very closely at the notes and, and, you know, of mm. course, like there's been times where I'll get a message from, from somebody and they'll be like, this is great. This is fantastic. But there's also been other times where it's like, what am I looking at? Yeah. Here? yeah. You know, which is, you know, maybe I missed the ball, but that's part of the process. Yeah. You yeah. know, Criti- we deal with criticism all day, every day, but sure. that's, that's part of how we get to get to this. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. It's very cool. Uh, Jeff asks, can we get a copy of the Christmas lover video, please? Oh, oh, like the music video, <laughs> the, the Mark forwards, uh, yeah. Performance that got cut out of the, uh, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Let the, talk about a, uh, the Christmas episode, talk about stuff that was left on the cutting room floor. Oh, oh my goodness. When, when he is singing that in the Christmas episode, the, I th- that might've been one of the longest, takes there might have been six to eight takes just because him and Kiso could not keep it together <laughs> at all <laughs> at all how could you right mm, yeah you start singing and uh yeah there's I love those scenes where they just start to lose it and then I think how the hell am I going to cut this together because there's just so much laughing in here but right get it done so <laughs> get her done uh get her done Mike That's asked it. if there was a like a Something that may have, uh, I'll just read it out. What one thing that got cut, not a blooper, uh, but something that didn't make the final cut that you wish had. Can you think of any? Oh my God. Times when- uh, going back to, to the dicks. Mm-hmm. Um, the first episode <laughs> I cut with them, mm-hmm. uh, I guess and this is going to come across badly, but when I first got to sink my teeth into the dicks. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. I'm, nice. cu- I'm clipping that yeah, one. You're welcome. You're welcome. There's a sound bite. Um, there is so much happening there mm-hmm. uh, because Jonathan Torrens, as you know, who plays Noah yeah. uh, also wrote, uh, also wrote that episode. Yeah. Um, so while there was a lot of stuff scripted, I think he felt uh, that he could sort of sway a little bit with things. And mm-hmm. there were so many other lines in there <laughs> that we tried, we tried putting them in different combinations of them. And, you know, we, we landed on what we landed on, but mm-hmm. there are, there are often times where uh, they'll just, they'll just sort of spitball ideas. And, and the, like I said earlier, the magic, the magic will happen at some point and then we'll decide to keep it or we'll, you know, I'll try, I'll try and get it in there with Jared and then it'll disappear at one point. Right. But, it's uh yeah, there's tons of times where 
things aren't necessarily scripted that end up being in the yeah. final edit. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Oh. oh, those dicks. They just keep on coming. They just- <laughs> oh, jeez. Here we go. S- settle down. I know, right? Uh, we'll, we'll save it for tonight. Oh, um, so, I mean, you've given us like over an hour, uh, uh, Drew. Thank you so much. Just a couple of final, final questions. Uh, since Matt isn't here, I'll ask his boilerplate question. Uh, sure. What does it mean to you to be part of this cult favorite universe now? It's not even just Letter Kenny. It's both Letter Kenny yeah. and Shorzy. I mean, how, yeah. How do you feel being part of this? Uh, this show that's become that's basically blown up yeah i mean like i like i said earlier it's it's i i feel truly truly gifted to be able to work on something both as a fan first and then as as an editor you know Mm -hmm. it's you don't always get to work on things that you you're a huge fan of Mm -hmm. at the end of the day but this you know when i work on these shows especially it doesn't really feel like a job i really do enjoy the dailies and getting to work on this show. Um, I know having gone to, you know, rap parties in the past, speaking to fellow cast members, especially ones that are part of the crew, uh, not just myself, but, you know, people have been with this show since season one Mm -hmm. and having this longevity with having gone so long, like I can speak for myself is that, you know, this, having worked on this show was able to pay for a house for me, was able to pay for my wedding, you know? So it's just like, it's, it's given, it's given me so much, so much it besides the pleasure of getting to work on it. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it goes much more beyond that, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and you get to work with awesome people at the same time, you know, Jacob is amazing. Jared's amazing. Everybody that I get to work with on this project is awesome. And now that we have Shorzy cooking up again for season mm-hmm. two soon, it's it's just so exciting. I cannot wait to get my hands on those scripts because that's always the exciting part for me. So seeing those scripts come into the into the inbox, it's like oh, because I don't know what's happening. So right. it's exciting for me too. But yeah. uh, it it truly truly is uh, and a joy, a privilege, um, and totally deserved that this show has become what it's become mm-hmm. in, my, mm-hmm. in, in my eyes. Well said. Do you have any final questions for Drew? Uh, not questions, but like, just thank you so much for coming out tonight. Mm-hmm. This was absolutely amazing to have you on. I, again, I just love seeing another angle on, on, on the, the intricate, like it's just, it's, it's again, it's mind blowing. It mm-hmm. blows my mind how everything yeah. uh, pieces together and, and, uh, to to the show that we all love, right? Mm-hmm. So thank you yeah. so much for yeah, coming we're all, out and we're sharing. We're all fans it. of the show at the end of the day, so yeah. it's it's awesome. And thank you for the kind words. I'd, yeah. I'd love to chat with you guys again soon. Yeah. But well, after Shorzy season two, Victor, do you have any final? Uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, I uh, certainly. Uh, so you shared with us that you've kind of been passionate about editing since childhood, and mm-hmm. you know you went to school to it, for it. So we know you like editing. Uh, so I'm wondering, maybe you could share with our listeners something that some hobbies, passions that you have outside yeah. of editing uh, and, and this industry. So we can get a bit of a peek behind, uh, you know, what. Uh, oh, no, that's it. Gets you going. That's all I do 24 <laughs> seven. That's it, man. No, honestly, I, uh, I, I've always been a fan of, uh, of uh, video games, any sort of entertainment medium. I, I enjoy reading. Uh, I, I just, since I was young, I've always enjoyed the arts. You know, I've always enjoyed TV uh, movies, you know, who doesn't. Right. So I think it's a, it's a great privilege to not only enjoy them, but to be able to work in them and sort of 
have the have the opportunity to to tell these stories mm-hmm. and uh especially as an editor i think you're you're given a a, a pretty important job when you're handed something like this and mm-hmm. you know it's it's somebody else's baby that they're handing to you and they're trusting with you so i think that in itself is a is a huge privilege to be able to take on and and sort of share so um do what you love but you never work a day in your life, right? And I, and that's how I truly feel. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is something I picked up, uh, not to get all, all you know, romantic about it, but it, it's it's something I picked up when I was young, and it's it's something I just sort of stuck with. And I really feel that if you if you if you really fall in love with something and you truly enjoy something, I think you can find a way to make a living out of doing it, no matter what it is. You know. Amen. I I completely agree. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've been I, fortunate I, too, but uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, couple, final few questions for me. Um, if you're working, do you have any projects outside of Letterkenny or Shorzy that you're working on that, you, that you'd like to promote? Uh, nothing currently. Mm-hmm. I, I am just starting to start a dip my toe in the water with some writing. So oh, cool. um, very early stages. I, I think, I think like editing, they sort of go hand in hand, mm-hmm. sort of building a story and creating. So I'm very intrigued by that. Um but nothing currently on the go. I'm just sort of, sort of uh, sitting in my creative cave, as they say, and and uh, lying in wait. Very I cool. Guess. And if uh, you you know folks wanted to follow you and you know learn more about what you're doing, what's the best place to follow? Sure. Um, my Instagram is at Drew McLeod, D R E W M A C L E O D on Instagram. Um, that's probably the best place mm-hmm. to find me. That's usually where I'm on. That's how you found me. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Drew. Again, you've given us yeah, over the, an you, hour guys. of your time, and uh, we'd love to have you back. You know, for a part two with you know when Shorzy's out, and uh, also when Matt can be here because I'm sure he's going to geek out with a bunch of questions that <laughs> we never thought to ask you. Because yeah, we it'll be nice and fresh at that time yeah. too, so I can tell you all the all the fun stuff that we left on the floor so excellent thank nice. you so much we can, We're gonna... geek, we can geek out together perfect there you go i'm gonna play yeah. us off here with a uh, song from shorzy it's a uh, no discussion by joe dolo when there's action when there's action poker face ain't no bluffing about three five in the wood i get the puff it's my time and I'm about to make it happen. And that's all we have for this episode. Don't forget to give our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, some love. They're at diabolicalcoffee.com. Right now, you can use a promo code PRODUSAN for 20% off any purchase from their site. If you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or become a patron. There's a Patreon link on our site or Twitter profile at PRODUSANPOD. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, PRODUSANPOD. Thank you for joining us. Now we're going to go hang out with and have some sticks with our new friend, Drew. On behalf of Drew, Victor, Matt, and Tanya, and myself, Thank you for listening. Have a great week. But you never say he that shit was scratched off. We can shoot but a nigga right square off. That right put a nigga night night nigga.